Uh, see ya. And I'll raise you this. You can't bet managers. You can't bet managers. Okay, okay. We said time and time again you can't bet managers. So I'll bet you a Yankee. Piss on the Yankees, piss on the Indians, piss on the Phillies, piss on the Phillies, piss on the oh, come on. Whoa, man. Let him finish the game. Okay? Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 114. Another day in the pandemic quarantine that is life now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone's aware by now. Yeah, this isn't like even a national thing. This is yeah. a worldwide thing that's right. happening. So everyone's heard of it. Everyone's talked about it. And that's it for us. Let's not talk about it anymore. Life. Let's talk about some movies. <laughs> <laughs> some shit that isn't real yes. that I love to watch. Uh, so the first one, let's just get it out of the way. Let's just get this fucking started. Um, <laughs> yeah. I actually forgot, we talked about maybe not talking about it, but I'm going to bring it up. The Boy 2, I rented it, and I don't care what you think. <laughs> I actually may have bought it, and I don't care oh, what you think. Oh, God. <laughs> Any of you, including you. Brahms the Boy 2. Yeah, Brahms the Boy 2. I guess that's important that I put Brahms in front of it. Yeah. Because it is absolutely nothing with the first the boy. Well, it does kind of. Kind of. They talk about it, but other than that, like the doll this time around is really walking around, or is really right. possessed, and it isn't some asshole living in a wall. Exactly. Yeah. It's so yeah, they they kind of just switched everything up, and tried to start a, a new IP up, and then end up they're like, oh, okay, well, how how the fuck do we move on from here? That's the whole story. Well, yeah. let's just make the doll possessed because that's what sells tickets. Right. And it didn't this time, did it? Uh, no, it really didn't. Was it even released in yeah. the theaters? Yeah, it, it was. was. It oh, okay. was, man. I will say it's some of the best <clears throat> acting that I've seen from Katie Holmes ever. <laughs> and that's not saying a whole lot, but it's saying something because I think she's a terrible actress. <laughs> so she's great in Dawson's Creek. She's probably not. But <laughs> it's very kind of you to think. Um, <laughs> so the boy too don't buy it like I did or rent it or whatever it is I did um, it's pretty bad but some of the best acting you're ever going to see from Katie Holmes it so, is so it, you you say that people should watch this if they're big Katie Holmes fans sure you're she's going to impress you or she's going <laughs> to disappoint you because she's actually making an effort in this so you, know, you know what's interesting with this podcast now is that I've stopped giving grades to movies. I've mm-hmm. uh, just been saying recommend or not, if I recommend right. it or not. And I think I'm going to keep doing that because I like that a little more. Because before I was given mo- certain movies like A's that I and I was given other movies like B's, but I like the B movie more than the A movie. And right. Then, uh, I, I think this is, I don't want to um, do that anymore. I just want to just say recommend or not. And I'll add on to that, who would like this movie? Or who is who Who would I recommend this movie to? Teenagers, maybe? Teenagers or more, or, or um, 
what other movies you might like. <laughs> That's like it. If you like this movie, you'll like Brahms the Boy too. Uh, Annabelle, maybe. Yeah, The Forest, uh, all you, the Annabelle movies. So you're just pretty much just talking about the shit horror movies that are pooped out yeah, around where it's January. Like every ten minutes, we have to have a jump scare. Or right, it's not yeah. a horror movie. So if yeah. you yeah, if you like that, then you like this. One. Then yeah, you'll like it just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next. Next, we watched. I was intrigued by this when we watched the trailer, Mermaid Down. Ooh, yes, Mermaid yeah. Down. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah. A new concept. Not yes. entirely new. I mean, it, it was definitely like a fantasy that was sort of rooted in re- the reality of a mental institution. Mm-hmm. That's something that's sort of been done before, but this time it was a mermaid who got her tail cut off. Right. That's what I, I, I found really interesting with yeah. the movie is that in the, the first scene, there's these two gentlemen, fishermen, they were assuming... Uh, on a boat, of course. Right. Uh, about they're just talking about mermaids, and one of the guys is like, "If I ever catch one, I'm gonna cut off the tail and do this and that and that." And, and I'm thinking, like, why the fuck are you gonna cut off the tail part of this this creature? That's like the coolest part. The thing that proves it's a mermaid. Yeah. Why yeah. are you gonna do that? So I mean, that's at least a little different because they end up doing that, and the mermaid sprouts some legs, and bada boom. Yeah, and um. It was a decent try. I think I, mm-hmm. I liked it. It was all right. Um, I would have liked it better if the whole perspective had been from the mermaid. So, like, maybe we didn't know if mm-hmm. she was really a mermaid or if right, she was yeah. just a human who was certain that she was a mermaid. I feel like there are themes they could have played up more that they sort of didn't because we saw it from the perspective of the fisherman first. Mm, you're right. But, yeah. but interesting. Not yeah, exactly a movie I'd seen before. Um... Um, a kind of lukewarm recommendation, but if you like, uh, I'd probably watch this movie if you, you liked, uh, The Little Mermaid mixed with Girl Interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> a dark little mermaid. Fucked up mix, but <laughs> oh, the funny thing is, so there the mermaid go. story is actually very dark. She ends up yeah. dying, I'm pretty sure, at the end. No, she lives. Yeah, she lives at the end. The mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Oh, the you're talking actual about... like Hans Christian. Oh, the actual. Story. Yeah. <laughs> the real story is very different. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never knew. No, I don't think in the Disney film I know she lives. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I was talking about this movie because you have. Oh one... yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, she does. I'm sorry. I've seen The Little Mermaid. Give me that much credit. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was interesting. Uh, interesting take on mental illness, I guess. Mm. Except, like I said. Um, it was rooted in the reality of the mermaid, which mm. I would have rather seen it rooted in like a, a mental illness reality. Like, is she a mermaid or is she not? Right, yeah. yeah. You question it and it's left ambiguous. That would have yeah. been nice. That yeah. would have been interesting. Right. So, check it out. Uh, it was on Amazon. I forget if I paid for it or not. I don't think I did. I don't think you did. Yeah. I think it was part of uh, Prime. Yeah, I think. I think I'm not 100%. Mm-hmm. Next. So the next, this was two weeks ago that we watched this, and I kind of want to watch it again, I'm going to be honest. And I can, because I bought it. Uh, Bloomhouse Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When are they ever going to stop making, bringing up properties from the 70s and 80s and, exactly. and trying to make this shit popular? Stop. I Yeah. I already thought it was a movie that didn't need to have Fantasy Island yeah. as its... <clears throat> What's the word I'm looking for? Draw, I yeah, guess, because it, it has nothing to do with the show. Not really, no. See. It it does and it doesn't. Okay. They, they went a different direction 
See, I, I can appreciate that because they you could have just gone to Fantasy Island and have it been like a, a rom com kind of thing. Right. They took it, which you would, you would think, basing it on the show, which I watched maybe twice. 30 years ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's not as though I'm up to date on my Fantasy yeah. Island, the TV show. But I'm pretty fucking sure that it wasn't made to be a horror television show. No. They went in the direction of being, let's make this a horror movie, which, yeah. hell, I think that could have fucking worked. It almost did. Almost did. The thing. It but, got really close to working. But then they fucked it all yeah. up. And then it got real stupid at and the end. And it got stupid. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of, I was enjoying it because it got such horrible reviews and everything. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's see this shit show. And it wasn't too bad. And all of a sudden it kind of just, it, it all fell apart. And everything was stupid. Yeah. So I, I'm happy that I bought it because I'll watch it again and enjoy myself up until the last like 15 minutes. Yeah. And Maybe, then yeah. just be like, oh, I forgot this happens and roll, roll my eyes. Interesting stuff. It yeah. Was interesting show. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, they can all be winners. But seriously, stop making these properties. Properties. That's the word I was properties looking Properties of, of like these 70s and 80s shows where their target audience was people like in their upper 20s and 30s. And then try and bring that back 30, 40 years later. And now those people are in their 70s. They're right. not going to the movies for this shit. And even if they did, they would walk out maybe even angry. Like, because it has nothing to do with the show. Can you imagine back, I think it was like mid-90s, when that it was a boom of 50s and 60s comedy shows being released. Like they had McHale's Navy yeah. and... Oh, uh, but, Sergeant uh, but, Bilko. Yeah, and all that shit. Yeah. Now, all those people, same thing. They were in their 20s and 30s watching this in the 50s, and now they're in their fucking 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like, who, who is this? Are you marketing this towards people in their 70s and 80s? You're absolutely right. Who are you marketing this to? Because you're yeah. not marketing it to the people who like the property in the first place. Uh, and... So the people you're marketing it to didn't know anything about that TV series. And is that what you wanted? Because you're making something that has nothing to do with that TV series? And if so, why even bother connecting it to right. that TV series? Yeah. Chips. Chips. Baywatch. I mean, yeah. When, those two I will never see. No. Because I am absolutely sure they're terrible. <laughs> I, you, I don't need to see it to know. The shows were terrible. And, like, so. no one has a poster of Michael Pena up on their fucking wall like they did Eric Estrada, okay? Right. Like, no one has that. I have his action figure, actually, but... Was Michael Pena Chips? He was, yeah, Pena, he was, yeah. He was him and Dax... Well, he was one of the Chips. Yeah. Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. And Michael Pena is also the Ricardo Montalban of um, Fantasy Island. Fantasy, yeah, yeah. And he's perfectly good. He always he's is. Fine, Just yeah. sometimes he's in terrible movies. Yeah, yeah. He's he's always been pretty cool in movies yeah. ever since like Crash. I remember him in yeah. that movie. He was really good in that. He was it was a cool it was a cool character. Right, in that movie. but the movie is just a baseball bat to the face. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Fantasy uh. Island is not that, but it's also not good. But it's too bad. It had a lot of potential. It was going really well. Mm -hmm. And then it falls apart. So I do not recommend this movie. I wouldn't either. But I would recommend it if you like um, Fantasy Island without tattoo. 
There we go. Yeah, until the very end. Spoilers! <laughs> Good. I hope I spoil it for people. I, I my eyes rolled so hard I had to get under the bed to collect my <laughs> back in my face. So, <clears throat> the next up, uh, and then we're going to talk about a couple of TV shows before our movie of the week. But the next movie that we saw, we just saw this last night, so it's fresh in our minds. The Turning. Ah, uh, yes. Which the is Turning. Uh, Finn Wolfhard and Mackenzie Davis. Right. Yes. Um, uh, it's a it's take on The Turning of the Screw. Turning of the Screw, which I've never read. And it's, uh, I finally, I'm Wik- I Wikipedia it. Wikipedia'd it today <laughs> because I wanted to know what it was about, and the turning of the screw, the turning does a decent job of sort of sticking with the book from mm-hmm. what I read on Wikipedia. I have never read it. I'm a bad English major, um, but again, a lot of potential, or at least I I wasn't enthralled by it, but I was mm-hmm. interested in it as a ghost yes. movie, and then it takes a hard left somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that makes the movie, it's not even as though those two things were connected. I, I guess I don't want, want to spoil it. Do you want to spoil it? It was a shit. This movie sucks. Spoil yeah. it. So the whole movie seems like it's a ghost movie. Um, there's no indication that it, there are maybe like a couple tiny little subtle indications that it might be about mental illness. Mm-hmm. But nothing where you could go back like the sixth sense, not that that's about mental illness. But yeah. You I, could go back and be like, oh, this was always about mental illness. Uh-huh. I guarantee if you go back to the beginning of the turning, you'll say, no. No. This was a ghost story until the last like two minutes of the movie. <laughs> and then the producers or whatever were like, Roll credits! Yeah, the credits come out of nowhere. You feel like there was a huge chunk of the movie missing. Because they were like, no kidding, mental illness, not ghosts. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Oh, man, this one is pretty bad. Yeah. But again, I felt like it was going to turn out to be a passable ghost movie. Yeah, at least passable, and it wasn't even that. No. Everyone's haircut in this movie sucked. (laughs) It's set in the 90s. And I could not figure out why. What was the reason? Mm. But then you said. I think that now that smartphones and everything, are, everyone's pretty much got one now, except people who are still just holding out. Yeah. Everyone has one. And they can just easily flip that out and be like, okay, I can Wikipedia what happened here at this house so right. long ago. I can call authorities. I can call my friend. I can call whomever. It's not like that. Um, in the 90s because you didn't have that. And that does give the... So the main character goes to be a nanny in this huge mansion right. with these two weird children. And it does give the main character a sense of like complete disconnection mm-hmm. from the outside world because it's 1996. It's 1996, I know, because they're looking on the news at the very beginning and Kurt Cobain had just killed himself. Mm-hmm. It's 1996, right? Was it 1995? I think it was 90... 95 or 96? I was 15 90, or 16. 94, I mean. 95. Yeah. I would say, yeah. So, yeah, so I guess that makes sense. Um, and I guess it's stupid of me to think, well, I would need that. I need that explained to me because all I do is talk about how I don't need this movie. <laughs> I don't need a movie to talk to me like I'm stupid. But, but this I really one did. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, this one needs to be explained. Yeah. That's the thing. Why is it in the 90s? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm not, like, mad that I rented it, but... Um, you're going to get to the credits and go, wait, what? What? Hold on. 
Everyone just sucks in this movie, too. Yeah. Like, except for the little girl. She's at least cute. She's adorable. Yeah. I feel like Finn Wolfhard works because yeah. he bugs the shit out of me. So <laughs> this is a perfect character for him. Yes. <laughs> uh, but other than that, like, Mackenzie Davis's character was just such a weak character. Pointless. Yeah. And she had horrible hair. Like, it was... It's wig. <laughs> it's gotta be. It looked, she it had just bad. done... I feel like she had just no, wrapped on... No, no, no. No way, because look at how... Look at the age of Finn Wolfhard in this movie. I think this movie was held back a few years. All right, fine. Because look at his he age. looks like he's about 14. Well, he's about 17 now, so... Really? Yeah, 16, okay, 17, fine. yeah, so... I'm still <laughs> sure it was a wig. I guess I just don't know why. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and I do feel like there style. might be a cut of this movie that's better, but this wasn't it. Yeah, I don't this know. isn't it. Um, I, yeah, I don't recommend this movie. Um, watch it if you like Stranger Things kids along with Terminator Girls. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't really, or just, uh, was it that, that Winchester movie? House on Haunted Hill? Yeah, like, like That's those. a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm, I'm trying to stop saying that. I like it. I don't care what yeah. you think. <laughs> Fuck, guilty pleasures, so, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Like, so if you like movies like House on Haunted Hill or like 13 Ghosts. Some shit like that. You might this. like this. I do appreciate that the turning, talking about jump scares, doesn't exactly have jump scares. Mm-hmm. It sort of goes the like Mike Flanagan way mm-hmm. of... They don't hit you with loud music and something right. that you haven't seen. It's just there are like ghosts in the background. Right, they're creepy and scary. I appreciate that. Yes, but of course, they're not nearly as effective as no. Flanagan. So. Agree. Flanagan <laughs> does it way better. Yes, but I appreciate the effort. Fiona something is the director of this. Well, she did. Oh man, what movie did she do? I know it was somewhat popular. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, look it up, because I know she did something, and it oh, was... Oh, I'm sorry. Floria Sigismondi. Whoa. Sigismondi. The Runaways. And the I Runaways, the Runaways. Right. Oh, she directed Daredevil, the show. Oh, Ooh, one of the episodes? She's the director of The Handmaid's Tale, a few episodes. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, she struck out on this one. Yeah, this was a miss. But I, again, I feel like if there was, there's a cut somewhere that's better than this cut. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Next. Next. Now we're going to get into the TV shows we watched. The first up, we finished the third season of Future Man. Third season, right? Yes, we yeah. watched the third season of Future Man. That's on Hulu. It's uh, Josh Hutcherson, uh, Ellie, Ellie Coop. I'm the worst. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's the, the... Eliza one. Coop. Eliza Coop. And Derek Wilson, mm-hmm. yeah. Um... Yeah, the third season was okay. I still like the first the most because it's uh, to me it's the funniest. This yeah. one was good too, but it wasn't nearly as funny as the first season. And I liked how um, the eighties they 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 stay a lot in the like the eighties and stuff in the first season. And I guess I can kind of relate to that a little more than like medieval times or That's some true. apocalypse. Yeah, but those are still fun. Those are still funny. But I just think the first season is is just so crazy in some ways that I expected a lot more in the other seasons and it didn't really live up to it. I kind of liked the somewhat bro humor in it and gags and everything and you didn't really like it all that much and it kind of lost all that going into the second and third seasons. 
And you like those seasons more. I do, because I feel like it loses a lot of the dick jokes. Not all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And becomes more clever. Although I think the first season is clever. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think it's funny, but there's just... It's rife with dick jokes, and it gets so old so fast. But it's never raunchy, though. I don't think it's ever really raunchy. Well, you haven't seen the first episode. I just watched the first episode. No, of the second season. Oh, the second season? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I forgot. I don't remember yeah. about that one. <laughs> I rewatched the second season because in the third season they did all these flashbacks and I was like, wait, when did that happen? <laughs> no, you've never seen the first episode. Really? Yeah. Hmm, I gotta check that out then. It's a little raunchy. First episode You'll of love the second it. season. I already okay. know you're gonna love it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yay, dick jokes. Nice, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with dick shows. Just kidding. Use them all the time. Too many, that's all. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. It's all on Hulu. It's very, I think it's clever. I think Josh Hutcherson and Eliza Coop and Derek Wilson are all endlessly charming. Yeah, they're funny together. Um, so yeah, I think you would like it. Check it out. All right. Moving on. The second show that we watched, and we binged this in two days. Yeah, And yeah, because we did. of quarantine, we were like, ugh, I'm too depressed to watch this show. All right, let's check out <laughs> the first time. episode of the third season, and then we just burned through it. Yeah. Ozark. Great show. Yes. This Such season a good show. was really good. So good. All the seasons are so good. You said you've never been more attracted to Laura Linney. Oh, and my God. Agreed. Like, She's amazing. I've never been more attracted to Jason Bateman, and I didn't even think that was a thing that could happen because I'm a child of the 80s and not dead <laughs> Jason Bateman. But I also want them to be, like, married in every single show <laughs> they ever do forever. Their chemistry is so hot. It's so amazing. I absolutely believe they're married. <laughs> Unbelievable. Such a good show. Obviously, it's about way more than their marriage. They're also right. tied up with drug cartel and money laundering and casinos. Bunch like of other shit. Thing. Great show. Great so supporting good. cast. Great season. Uh, Laura Linney's hot. Jason uh. <laughs> Bateman's so hot. You know what I looked up? Uh, Laura Linney's actually five years older than Jason Bateman, and that's really yeah. refreshing to see in a TV show. Yeah, I, I think I knew that, yeah. But yeah, they're a married couple, and she's, not only is she not, like, grossly younger than him, mm-hmm. she's five years older than he is. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually, mm-hmm. and I think she, I think this is the best she's ever looked, to me at she's least. She's amazing. Um, and she, and she's not, like, some waif, you know, she, no. like, she's a woman, and, and... Uh, it works. Of course it works. And finally, yes, thank you. Give us a woman. She has her in own ambition, her own, her own sense of power. I actually read an article, uh, an interview with her where she asked, before she accepted the role, she asked for a lot of rewrites of her character because she didn't oh. think her character was the kind of woman that Marty Bird would be married to. Mm-hmm. And right on. Laura Good for Lee, her, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, she has that, like, smile fuck you throughout like the show <laughs> like oh man turn me on yeah. <laughs> oh my god and jason bateman when he gets kidnapped by the cartel he's never been hotter <laughs> anyway and aside yeah. from the hotness of the main characters it's a really good show yeah definitely check out the show yeah um what's her face is awesome of course again ruth oh crap ruth yeah i don't remember her name fuck we don't have, awesome. I don't have access to a printer anymore, so. Yeah. You just have to rely on me to look it up on 
IMDB and I never do, except I am right now, and her name is Julia Garner. Julia Garner. Yeah. Plain name. Gotcha. She's great. Yes. Very, very great. Not mm-hmm. plain at all, but um, is that all the TV shows? Didn't we watch something else? Oh, uh, we'll talk about that next week. I didn't prepare anything There's on that another, one. Oh, okay, because there's another TV show that's been on my list for a while, but it's slowly being released by Shudder, so we've only seen three episodes. Oh, the the Joe Bob? Oh, no, wait, you're talking Cursed about films. Cursed Films. Yeah. Right, right, right. And we also watched Joe Bob Briggs, too. Well, at least yeah. I, I, we watched the first episode. And I watched half of the next episode, right. Heather's. Actually, we watched like four episodes of Joe Bob Briggs, <laughs> yeah, or four right. movies from then, because um, <laughs> the first one was Chopping Mall, which I've yeah. seen a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one was Blood Second Freaks, which I've seen a few times before. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, people were kind of upset by that movie because they showed a lot of naked women and being murdered and tortured and stuff. And a lot of people were like, have you never seen a drive-in movie before? Have you never like seen Joe Bob Briggs before and this is upsetting you? Like, hmm. I mean, ugh, I don't like those kind of movies. I'm but not going to are... stop anybody from watching them. Right, exactly, but... Yeah. but at the same time, at the same time, those were the movies that Joe Bob would show. Right. With those movies, they that movie especially too, because that movie's probably never been shown on Cinemax or HBO or anything. Right. Or man, it might have, but um, so it's good. I, I like that. Um, Maniac. That, Maniac, and then Heather's. So, yeah. Um, those are always fun watches. You learn about shit. I didn't get to watch Heather's. I passed out. I was tired. Um, but you watched part of it at least. Yeah, I can't remember what part I got to. It was way after the first Heather. Oh, you know what? I think it was when they were discussing the first Heather's uh, suicide note. They were talking mm. about the word myriad, mm. which is so funny. And that, that movie actually taught me the word myriad and how to use it. <laughs> so thank you, Heather's. Yeah, cool movie to, for Joe Bob yeah. to show him. It still holds up. It still holds up, but... It can never be remade. It's lightning in in a bottle. Please never remake it. It won't work. It'll be stupid. But it works in 1988. Yeah, 1987, whenever it was. So yeah, those are the things that we watched in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And our movie of the week's coming up next. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2019 film Villains. Yes. Or 2020, because I think it might have been actually released in 2020. But we saw it in 2019 here. But yeah, I think it only went to film festivals in In, 2019. Right, yeah. And it finally was released to VOD. Mm -hmm. And it is now on Hulu. Because mm-hmm. we, you ended up buying the movie, and then I went over to Hulu and saw it was in Hulu. I don't care. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was what eight dollars. Yeah, it's just to buy and own it. Right? I own it now. Great. Yeah. Uh, you want to give a description about the movie? 
so it's a pair of amateur criminals break into a suburban home. They stumble upon a dark secret that two sadistic homeowners will do anything to keep from getting out. Uh-huh. So this is like a mixture of true romance and people under the stairs mm-hmm. mixed together. Yeah. So that's what you're going to get if you watch this movie, and I do recommend it, and um, I recommend it because of those reasons, too. If you like those, then you should watch those. This movie, uh, so I got that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, well, yeah, this movie is, um, we saw it at the Cinepocalypse last year. Uh, it has Mika Monroe, we, um, the Skarsgård kid, what's, which Bill. one is Bill Skarsgård. Um, you got the dude from... Um, What's that fucking show that no one ever watched? Burn Notice. Burn Notice, right. And the one that I will always know him from is The Blair Witch 2, Yes, Shadows. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and Kyra Sedgwick. Yes. Kira. Uh, Kira. Kira, Kyra. She, uh, she and Burn Notice guy um, live in the middle Jeffrey of nowhere. Donovan. Jeffrey Donovan. Jeffrey <laughs> Donovan. Fuck, I'm doing horrible names today. Um, they live in like the secluded home. Uh, Mika Monroe and Bill Sarsgaard are uh, robbed this gas station and they escape and then they run out of gas, which is funny because <laughs> they just robbed the gas station. <laughs> yeah, Mika Monroe, her character uh, is definitely, what's her name? Jules. It's definitely kind of the brains behind the operation. And it's not as though Mickey, Bill Sarsgaard, is stupid, but. Not great at planning and, yeah, like they rubbed a gas station, it went kind of roughly, and then they forgot to get gas before they robbed the gas station. So, yeah, from but, there, their, their, their car breaks down yeah. after that once they escape. As a couple, they're adorable, and they're adorable throughout the entire movie. Yes, they are. They are, they are a good couple together. Yeah. They, um, their car breaks down, and they see that there's a, um, a home off in the di- distance, so they go to this home with a bowling bag full of money and a shitload of drugs, of tons of different kinds of yeah, drugs. uppers, downers, Every, all kinds Everything of you can ever want. Um, so they crash into this house. No one's in there. They start robbing the joint, eating stuff in the house. Because they're, they're yeah. not too smart, first of all. No. And they're looking they're for hungry. gas. So then they're yeah. looking for gas, so they're looking for keys to get into the car mm-hmm. and siphon gas out of the car that's in the house. We got they can't find the keys. Later on, they find out the keys are right on the key rack right by the door. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time uh, they go downstairs and they see that there's a girl about the age of 9 or 10 chained up downstairs. Mm-hmm. So it's a red flag to them to get the fuck out. Um, but by the time they are about, but Mike to, uh, Monroe wants, wants to, to wants stay to, wants to stay save her and yeah. save her. But once they're they're on their way out to get help or whatever, they run into the homeowners, uh, who seem like up, up sta- upstanding citizens. Very southern, so it's hard to tell where they are. Right, because Kira Sedgwick, Sedgwick and Jeffrey Donovan have these like southern drawls. Yeah, a little a little drawl with yeah. them. Um, and they're, they're, they're trying to play straight with everything. Like, oh, this girl that's chained down, that's our daughter. You don't know what her condition is kind of thing. And they're, they're like a a kind of a Mexican standoff. So they all sit down to talk things out because the Jeffrey Donovan character is a salesman and he can tell that these two are criminals. I mean, they, 
he's going to give them what they need so they can get the hell out of there and not say anything to anyone. Forget what they saw, yeah. Exactly. And then Bill Skarsgård, actually, (laughs) uh, with Mickey, is his Mm -hmm. name in the movie, kind of uh, gives an answer of, you know, I see a lot of nice things around here and... um, but one of the big red flags is that you have an old-ass TV, which Very the thing old. he notices in the house <laughs> is an old-ass TV from, like, the 70s. And he's like, dude, what's with your TV kind of thing. That and also the little girl chained up in your basement is kind of <laughs> right. weird to me also. So they, he's they, hilarious. Bill Skarsgård is yes. hilarious in this. So they end up going downstairs to get the guy, to Jeffrey Donovan, to unlock the little girl and... When he does, they try to get out, and the little girl bites Bill, mm-hmm. and Jeffrey Donovan takes the gun away from him, and now mm-hmm. they, are, they are prisoners in that person's house, and then you find out that these people are fucking crazy, too. Yeah, chains up Jules in the basement, mm-hmm. and chains up Mickey in the bedroom upstairs. Right. <laughs> Where later on, Kira Sedgwick does a nice little kind of strip tease for him, and then tries to fuck him. Because she wants to have a baby. She wants a baby. Now, she's been holding what we are supposed to believe is a baby Mm -hmm. when they came home. Right. Yeah. Uh, But it isn't. It's a doll. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she does that striptease for him and everything, and it's kind of weird. She does the cuffs for him because he says he's really into it. He wants to touch her. Right. And then, of course, he tries to break free. And, um, yeah, what happens after that? He does... He... Does he get away right right after that, or no? He, I'm pretty sure at that part. So we watched this last week. Yeah, it's <laughs> we been really a, it's been a minute. Fresh in our minds, but I'm pretty sure that's when he almost gets away. Mike Monroe gets away, almost gets away, and then mm-hmm. he gets shot in the leg by Jeffrey Donovan. So right? He yeah, he can't. So she yells for him. He yeah. runs and then runs into Jeffrey Donovan, shoots him in the leg. Yeah. So he can't go really fast. So. Puts him downstairs with Maker Monroe and the kid. That's right. She's still chained up. Yeah. And Maker Monroe is also speaking to the kid like, I understand, you know, I didn't have my parent. My parents sucked and everything. And, and they this, took off. They, they just, just took, abandoned yeah, her. Left yeah. her for oh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, a week went by and she was like, okay, something's wrong now. So um, her and Bill Skarsgård find a way to escape, which I won't say here if you want to watch the movie. It's pretty... Uh, it's not gruesome, but it's kind of hard to watch. Yeah, like I still squinted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They escape, and they want to get the girl out with them. Because Mike and Monroe will not leave without her. Yeah. They won't leave without her, so um, they end up trying to escape. Mike Monroe makes her way out through like a chute. Bill Skarsgård, um, he gets out. Well, they, they're they about to let him out. Yeah, Jeffrey Donovan decides he's just going to let him go. Right. Yeah. And he's about to leave, but Make Monroe stops him. <laughs> Thinking that he's still held hostage. Right. And so they end up being captured again. Yeah. And this time they're tied up to a chair at a dinner table. Now, the the, the owners of the house are now saying, you know what? We are going to split town now. We know you found us out. Here, we made some dinner for you. We're going to keep you locked in here for about 48 hours. So eat up. Then we'll let the police know, and then they'll come by and find you, and by that time, we'll be gone. So, eat up. Uh, you guys are going to live. So, they start eating, and then while they're eating, they, they're they told that we're really not going to let you go. We pretty much just mixed in all the drugs you had in that bowling bag into that, that this uh, shepherd's, shepherd's pie, pie. <laughs> that you're going to eat. 
And so they get fucking wasted off all the drugs, <laughs> which probably would have killed any other person, but seeing as they they do drugs, it didn't hit them as hard. Well, it hit right. them hard, but it didn't kill them. But my favorite part mm-hmm. is a cop shows up right at that moment mm-hmm. and because the cop saw a car stalled on the road and came down to see, like, did you see anybody? Because it's, like, the only house within miles. Right. So... The cop shows up. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan talks to the cop for a little while. Um, the cop is about to go away, and Jeffrey Donovan goes to close the door, but the door is broken because right. they broke in. And Mickey broke in, so we can't latch it. So then the cop gets a little bit suspicious and asks to come in. He comes in. Um, Jeffrey Donovan is really nervous, closes the door behind him, and it latches no problem. And Jeffrey Donovan just makes this face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, you have to see it. It's hilarious. (laughs) Because he's also not... It doesn't reflect the gravity of the situation. He's just, like, slightly annoyed. Like, oh, man. (laughs) So then the cop goes back into the dining room. There's no one there, Mm -hmm. except for Kira Sedgwick. Yes. Um, and the cop finally decides to leave. He's almost going to go to the basement. Mm, right. And he doesn't because Jeffrey Donovan pulls his gun out and he's about he's, to shoot about the to cop blast him. in the back of the head. And then the cop decides he's going to take off right, without going yeah. downstairs. That's my favorite part is Jeffrey Donovan's <laughs> reaction to that is hilarious. I think this is my one of my favorite parts coming up is that while that's happening, we know that they're in a room because uh, Kyra Cedric's character moved them into a separate room because mm-hmm. they're all fucked up. And, yeah. Um, they're also in that same room with the bowling bag filled with all the drugs, drugs. too. <laughs> so Maka Monroe, in her haze of whatever shit they gave her, all the downers they gave her in the shepherd's pie, goes to the bowling bag and totally does a rail. <laughs> Baby, you need a boost. <laughs> and then she gets she perks right up, gives one to, to, Bill, uh, to Mickey also, and then... Who's mostly unconscious, so it takes yes. a minute to get it in there. Right. So, um, they're like, they go and get the kid, and they're about to make their escape, and, uh, Jeffrey Donovan's character is there with a gun in, like, outside the garage, waiting to shoot them as they leave with the girl, and Mickey pretty much tells, I keep wanting to call her Mallory, because I I always get those, you know, from fucking, uh, Mm -hmm. Natural Born Killers, um, that... I love you very much. Put your heads down. Put your put your heads down. Never happened to me. Yeah. Drives into Jeffrey Donovan, and he gets shot in the chest. In the chest, twice, two or three times, and he dies. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan's still alive after being hit the car, and the little girl shoots him. Jaws all broken. Yeah, all gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then um, they drive off after that. Kyra Cedric comes out very, of course, upset that he's dead. I don't think they kill her. I think they just leave, don't they? Or do they? Yeah, they don't kill her. They just leave. Yeah. She's yeah. she's cradling Jeffrey Donovan, I think, at right. the end and not even paying attention to them. Yeah, yes. they just drive away. They just drive away to Florida to where they were going to set up a seashell shop. It's something that, yeah, Mickey and Jules had been talking about doing, like, as a real business venture, which is adorable. Yes. (laughs) Horrible idea. But, yes. Selling seashells. By the seashore. By the seashore. (laughs) And they call it Mickey's Seashell Shop or something like that. So, it's cute. Right. That's where our movie ends. Yeah. Uh, This is a fun, cute movie that is 
fucked up too. <laughs> yeah, there are some dark spots, but I think that's what makes a great like horror comedy. Well, I wouldn't call this horror exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I think I would. Comedy horror, maybe. Yeah, I, I would call I that. I laughed more than I squirmed. Yeah. But I did not, squirm. There's a couple uh, squeamish parts, but yeah. not as much as comedy. So, yeah, it's a comedy horror. Yeah. And very entertaining. And like I said, the two main characters, Jules and Mickey, played by Megan Monroe and Bill Skarsgård, they're adorable. Their chemistry is great. They're so cute. Yes. You can't help but be invested in them. Yes. And Jeffrey Donovan and Kira Sedgwick are really funny. You yeah, they are. You can't help but want to see what they do next. They kind of, they play it pretty straight. Yeah, yeah they do. So. <laughs> which is perfect. Yes, yeah. it is. But uh, yeah, this is a definite recommend from me. Me too. And um, watch it if you like. Uh, I already said true romance and people in the stairs. True romance and people. Well, that's what it reminds us of. But And you should watch it because <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine, fine. if you like those movies, you'll like this one. <laughs> I think that about does it for us this week. We took a week off. It's been shitty. Yeah. But we will hopefully see you next week. So, uh, take it easy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>